Welcome to A Priceless Perspective with the Confidence Coach, Dr. Nicole Steele. This power-packed podcast was designed for ladies and leaders who are ready to unveil their purpose, unpack their potential, and understand they are simply priceless. As an award-winning program executive, prominent advocate for women and girls, published author, professional speaker, and personal confidence coach, Dr. Steele brings over 25 years on the front line addressing issues that matter to ladies, leaders, and little girls. She is passionate about helping others uncover the beauty, boldness, and brilliance within as they walk with confidence and clarity in who and whose they are. From the classroom to the boardroom, Dr. Steele and her priceless posse of professionals bring information and revelation that sparks transformation in the lives of the listeners. Are you ready to uncover the true brilliance within and tap into your full potential? Are you prepared to discover and embrace the things that make you uniquely you? Are you ready to find your voice and walk at a new level of confidence without apology? If so, you are tuned into the right place. A priceless perspective with confidence coach, Dr. Nicole Steele is designed to do that and more. Now let's get the show started with your host, the confidence coach, Dr. Nicole Steele. Good afternoon. You are tuned into another episode of A Priceless Perspective. I'm your hostess, Dr. Nicole Steele, the confidence coach. And today, my fabulous co-host is the one and only Miss Audra Mack. She's a phenomenal woman of God who's impacted the masses with her powerful quotes, her words of wisdom, and her prayers. I've had the pleasure of walking closely with Audra for over a decade, and I know without a doubt that she is the real deal. Welcome to the show, Miss Mack. It's a delight to have you join me as a member of our Priceless Posse today. How are you doing? I am doing great, Dr. Nicole. Thank you so much for having me on today. It is my pleasure and honor to be on this show with you today. Yes, well, I have been looking forward to our segment which I've identified as kind of our potpourri segment, because when you and I get together, who knows what's going to happen. You have uh, (laughs) walked with me, as I mentioned earlier, for over a decade. You've been in these streets on the front line, and you are my right-hand person. And so I didn't want to put any limits on where we go and how God moves when we get together on this show. So listeners, you are in for who knows what. I know it's going to be good, but Audra is here to just join me. So Audra, let's just jump right in. You've served in a variety of capacities with me, both personally and professionally. Professionally, you're the education coordinator for Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program, which is an award-winning youth program that serves girls ages 4 to 18 and has been for over 15 years, also actively involved in a lot of different other areas. You work, you have a heart for not only little girls, but for ladies as well. And I've seen you in action. You're a powerful, powerful prayer warrior. You have a heart for parents. There's so much that you bring to the table. So it is an honor to walk with you. But I have a question for you. 
being on the front line, what are you sensing is the biggest challenge facing ladies and little girls today? The biggest challenge that I see over a period of 12 years of working and being a mentor and functioning in different capacities at Diamond in the Rough is that I see that uh, ladies and little girls are struggling with self-esteem, with low self-esteem, which ultimately affects their confidence. So that is one of the greatest things that I see that they are being affected by. And we can use more people on the front line, teaching more and guiding them more as it relates to confidence. Many women will not admit it. And as we've spoken before in the past, I believe that different things come at in levels and stages. And so, you know, a, a woman or a young girl can be confident in one area, but actually lack confidence in another. And I know, Dr. Nicole, this is an area of specialty for you, but I believe that based on what I have experienced, over and over again for almost 12 years, the foundation in which I see people are struggling in is their low self-esteem, which lets me know there's an area where they're lacking in confidence. Mm-hmm. And it shows up a lot of different ways. You know, I'm always amazed. I know that you take a lot of the calls that come in from around, not only around the country, but around the world from people wanting more information on the services that we provide. And you and I joke about it a lot. You talk about denial, where, you know, when we think about it, people have this, what I call a counterfeit confidence. You know, they come mm-hmm. in or they call and they, they appear to have it all together. And if in, in their mind, they might think that they have it all together. But the reality is we all have areas because confidence and self-esteem is complex. They're different layers, and I love what you said about, you know, about that. You know, some people can feel confident in one area and lack confidence in another. So how are you seeing it show up with the women and the young ladies, the parents, and the leaders that you come in contact with? How does that counterfeit confidence show up? Well, in one capacity, I've seen it where people will have a tendency to put more of an emphasis, let's say, for instance, on I will have a parent to call in and say, oh, my young girl, you know, wants to be in the program. Oh, she's great in her academics. And so she's good and confident. And that's not always true. She may be confident in her grades, but then when she gets there, she lacks confidence in other areas. And so that's just one way that I've seen it in disguise. And then when she gets there, we both know from seeing it over the years that there's more work to be done. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is, you know, <laughs> I think that's so powerful because yes, you can be confident in one area. You think about the women and girls, you talk about emphasis, you think about the women and girls who put great emphasis on their external looks. And so they look really good. You know, the hair is all sleek, the eyelashes, the clothes, you know, the label, all the external is good, but they're broken on the inside. You know, or they have those little hidden secrets, those things that they are keeping from the world. But in reality, they're struggling with their confidence. And so, you know, I love the way that you 
connect. You have an incredible way of connecting with people and loving them where they are. But a lot of it takes education. And when it comes to confidence, I tell you, there is no shame. There should be no shame in the game. You know, it is something that we will all be working on, even for the most successful, most well-polished people. There continues to be areas, if you're growing and stretching the way that you should be, when you're always going to be working on building and maintaining your confidence. So I know that you have a heart for parents. Our parents, I tell you, everywhere I go, people are saying, yes, Miss Audrey this and Miss Audrey that. You are a parent. You and your husband have a beautiful daughter who is now an adult. But when it comes to confidence in raising this next generation, what are you hearing in the streets? What are you hearing on the front line? What are parents struggling with when it comes to confidently raising strong girls who know who and whose they are? Parents are struggling with different issues that they were aware of them, but they don't realize that it's on a different level now. There is nothing new up under the sun. However, they're facing a lot of different issues, such as bullying. A lot of kids are being bullied, but they've never heard of cyberbullying. There are issues with young girls that they have problems with the color of their skin. They're still having problems with being of darker skin and they are being brutalized for that and they're still having to deal with that. So we're still receiving calls from parents that struggle with how do you raise a young girl with all the things that they have to face as it relates to media and them not feeling good enough. And I know that there's a pretty high statistic um, that you always talk about with girls not feeling good enough. And so parents are really having a challenge and they're saying that they need a village. They didn't realize, they know that these issues exist before, but on the level that they are existing, they don't feel confident enough to be able to fully parent them in these areas. And that's where Dominant and the Rough come in because we specialize in preparing, inspiring and nurturing and providing knowledge to not only young girls, but to the parents as well. That village is important because both of us being parents, we know that sometimes your children, though you may be sharing and, and giving them the resources that they need, it's something that makes it a little bit more palatable coming from somebody else. So making sure that, you, that parents are surrounding their kids with like-minded people who are going to echo their values and encourage their children and, and help them in the process. And I feel like a lot of times pride gets in the way. You know, so many parents feel like they know it all, don't like to get advice. All of us need help. I think about some of the parent workshops that we've had and some of the, you know, just environments that we create for parents to have a safe space to talk about the struggles, the challenges, because raising a child, a male or a female, in this 21st century is hard. It is hard work. And we laugh about it, but it's real. There's no manual for us. And so I think that village is important. And you, you talked about bullying, but I love the revelation that God gave you a couple of years ago about parental peer pressure. Can you talk to the listeners about what that looks like and how it shows up 
uh, not just bullying and peer pressure among young people, but how it shows up in the parenting space. Yes, I can definitely speak to that because not only have I witnessed peer pressure, parent, I call it parent peer pressure, I actually realized that once I witnessed the parent peer pressure, that I also was the parent that was peer pressuring. And once I recognized that, it was a very, very harsh reality, but I wanted to do something about it and I wanted to raise awareness to parents because they don't recognize the form of peer pressure that they're placing on their children in addition to the pressure that they're already feeling amongst their peers. It's enough that they have peer pressure with their peers and then to add to their plate that a parent is peer pressuring them, that the parent pressure is there, meaning the parent is putting them in a pressure cooker on different things that they're trying to accomplish. And if you don't watch it, it can become borderline bullying. It can also become borderline harassment. And so we as parents have to be very careful. And I'm speaking for myself. And as you stated before, on many issues that we just spoke about, I can speak so passionately because I've been put in this position and sometimes you don't recognize it until you see it somewhere else or because I do a lot of research, I came across some things that I researched and it was an aha moment in addition to my daughter pointing out some things that I could not see at first until I came across the styles of parenting. And when I came across the styles of parenting and I saw the styles, that were listed, one that stood out at me in particular, the moment I read it, I knew it was me, and that was the helicopter parent. And so the parent peer pressure is real, and I need parents to really understand that they cannot put so much pressure on their children. Now, I believe that there is an accountability that we need to hold them to or a standard that we need to hold them to, but we really have to watch the pressure. And sometimes that could come with competing and comparing. And though that was not my story on competing and comparing, that's what I saw when I recognized, I said, oh my God, this is really going on. And I've had several phone calls of parents, you know, feeling under pressure to get their kids in certain schools or certain programs. And so they begin to compare or compete with their neighbors, their um, colleagues, and so I began to recognize, oh, my God, you know, and then when it came to work and placing their kids in AP classes or should I do them in college prep? Oh, no, I need to do AP classes because my neighbor's kids are doing AP classes. That is a lot of pressure. And you really have to understand the type of kid that you're raising because your kid may not be an AP person or child. They may be a college prep child, which is perfectly fine. Both will get into college. It's just that one route may be longer than the other one if they're able to get advanced credits when they pass the AP exam versus the child who went through college prep courses. But parents have got to stop this thing called parent peer pressure. And there are many, many, many areas that I could go on and on about. But that's just the gist of what I actually know about parent peer pressure personally. And it's real. And it not only hurts children, it can hurt families. It can put tension between mother and or father and child. It can hinder relationships, healthy friendships and relationships just among adults. And so recognizing 
that again, raising kids is hard, number one. <laughs> and yeah. number two, understanding your particular child, your parenting style, and being open for the resources that are out there. You know, I love your transparency and you talk about the parenting style and the one that we laugh about a lot, the helicopter parent. And for those that don't know, that is a parent who is very protective. There's a lot of reasons for parents to be protective in this day and age. There's so much coming at young people through technology, through the media, you know, just even their safety, literally going to and from school. Schools are not safe. The, the streets are not safe. And so it's natural for a parent whose job is to guard, i.e. guardian, our job is to guard and to protect. There's a fine line between that and, like you mentioned, the helicopter parenting style. And so I love the fact that you have taken your personal experience and you share it everywhere you go. As a parent, you have, over the years, even though your baby is grown now, but while she was matriculating and going on through, you know, the different stages of adolescence, you didn't take a stance that I know it all. I got this. Ain't nobody going to tell me how to raise my child. But you allowed yourself to be open. And like you said, you did a lot of research. You, even though you were on this side of the house, you never, ever felt uncomfortable sitting in a class and taking notes for yourself. And I think as parents, for those parents that are listening, that is the stance that we need to take. We need to always be open. We need to be transparent. Things that we have kind of conquered, we need to be willing to share because there are other parents out there who might be struggling in an area that you've gained strength. But likewise, areas that we might be struggling as parents and not know the answers, we don't have to stumble our way through. There are books, there's resources, there's classes, there's webinars, there's websites. There are people in the community. And all we have to be willing to do is just open our mouth and ask for help. Thank you, Dr. Nicole. I totally agree with that. And for me, as it relates to parenting, I honestly, when I came to Diamond and the Rough as a mentor, um, I knew it was a call on my life to do just that. And I knew coming to Diamond and the Rough, I had a young girl who was in the fourth grade at the time when uh, my daughter went through Diamond and the Rough. At that time, I was just focused on the fact that I was excited about being a mentor. I knew that the program would benefit my daughter, but I had no idea in what type of way it would. And boy, did it bless her life in so many ways. And I had no idea about parenting. Like I knew the basics. I knew how to take care of her. But boy, was I in for a rude awakening the day that I went to a parent workshop at Diamond in the Rough. And that was the beginning of me knowing at that point that I became a student in the classroom of parenting. I, I, I needed a class. I didn't know until I got to Diamond in the Rough when I went to that class that I needed a class. And so I was excited and open because I was like, oh, my God, I got to pass this word along. You know, maybe other people need help. And then when you begin to tell people, some people say, oh, I'm good. You know, they don't really think they need the class. And you had others who were open, you know, but for me, not only did the mentoring program help me and my daughter because I was mentoring and learning along the way, 
but the parenting workshop was, I mean, they are everything at Diamond in the Rough and they're totally free. And to know that these type of workshops exist was nothing but a, but a blessing for me because it really opened my eyes. I want to circle back around to something that you mentioned when we first got on, and that was the people who call for one thing. Maybe it's our leadership. We have a youth leadership program. We have a college and career component. We have a spiritual enrichment component. There are a lot of different things that we do when it comes to serving girls and families at Diamond in the Rough. But it's always amazing, and I want you to speak to it, how parents often feel like, well, you know, my child is smart and she's active and she, you know, she's on course, so she doesn't need any mentors. She doesn't need the mentoring program. She, I'm just interested in the leadership component. <laughs> that is just always so funny to me <laughs> how many people get it twisted. And I think that there's a misconception out there that, Mentoring is for quote-unquote at-risk kids or at-risk people. It's for wayward people, people who aren't really sure. But we all need mentors. And in reality, when it comes to raising kids, all of our kids are at risk. It doesn't matter the income bracket. It doesn't matter the neighborhood. It doesn't matter the race, the religion of the child. All of our kids are at risk because of this simple world that we live in. So can you speak to the parents who might feel, you know, and it, it might just, they might not have ever thought about it any other way, but who feel like, no, my child doesn't need mentoring. <laughs> can you speak to them? Yes, I definitely have had many phone calls on the front end regarding that. I've had many debates on that. And the parent, every time they get to the program and they have their daughter in the leadership program because they initially called about the leadership program or crowns and they never had the intentions of en enrolling their daughter in um, mentoring because they were like, oh, they're good, but they're 12. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way that your daughter does not need mentoring when I'm an adult and I'm still being mentored and I have mentors. So I always find that to be pretty hilarious. But at the same time, I'm trying to be sensitive to the original reason that they called. And every single time they have enrolled their daughters inside of our program as it relates to a leadership program or crowns only, they always ask the next year, can they please get their daughter in the mentoring program? And I try not to giggle and because it's not really funny, but it is funny because every young girl and even young women needs mentoring. Again, I'm still being mentored at my age and I appreciate my mentors as well as being in the role of a mentor. And so I think that I will be in the classroom of mentorship until the day I take my last breath. And because there are so many issues facing young girls, when those the parents recognize, oh, I got her, she's straight for, you know, her grade, she's good in this area but then they don't realize the additional issues that some of these girls are facing. And then they humble themselves and they're like, wow, I didn't realize, you know, that my girl was going through so much and that she was even suffering in silence and not sharing everything. And they didn't feel necessarily equipped because they did not even know. I think mentoring, and it's not just, it's not for those that are listening who are maybe not in an area where diamond in the rough is currently serving young people or 
it's not about our program. It's about mentoring across the board. And no yes. matter where you are, no matter what city, no matter your age, you may be, as Audra mentioned, an adult. Maybe you don't have children. Maybe you're in the workplace and you're climbing the corporate ladder or starting your career. We all need mentoring. So I think the, the thing to take away from this is to peel back <laughs> for those that have that kind of mindset that says mentoring is for those that are weak, those that don't know, those that are in dire straits. Mentoring is for everybody. I have a mentor. I have mentors, I should say, in my life. And as Audra said, just positioning ourselves as lifelong learners and surrounding ourselves with wise people who can help show us the way, who can hold us accountable, and who can hold us to a higher standard and see something in us that maybe sometimes we don't see in ourselves. We need it in the classroom, in the boardroom. We need it at home. We need it at church. And knowing your season as well, I was talking to one of our other team members, Natalie, she was talking about just knowing the seasons. There are seasons to be a mentor. There are seasons to be mentored. And sometimes there are seasons when you can do both, where you should be pouring into that next generation, but ensuring that you're being poured into as well, because we always talk about it. You can't pour out if you are on empty. And so you need that constant filling of you. And then you, in turn, begin to flow from that overflow and begin to pour into that next generation. So if there's anybody who's ever doubted that mentoring matters, that mentoring works, it works. And this is for, again, the one that is trying to figure it out and who is struggling and for the one who is on track. If they want to go higher, if they want to go further, faster, the best way to do that is to get a mentor or a team of mentors in your life. As it relates to mentoring, when I looked up the definition of mentoring, because we are in different seasons, as Natalie spoke about, mentoring is, according to this particular definition that I looked at, it said, mentoring is most often defined as a professional relationship in which an experienced person, the mentor, assists another, the mentee, in developing specific skills and knowledge that will enhance the less experienced person professionally and with personal growth. And that is so true. I think being a mentor is actually, it's very humbling. It's a blessing to be able to mentor someone. But at the same time, while I'm mentoring, I need to be a mentee, you know, and you are one of my mentors. Dr. Cynthia, there's a couple I could name, but you guys in particular, I have learned over the years a lot about mentoring with your 25 plus years of experience in this industry. And you are a real model to many in the nonprofit industry as it relates to reaching young girls. And because of the training and the teaching that we get at Dominant and Rough, coupled with the example that you have lived out. I will always be in the classroom of being a mentee. And as you pour into me along with my other mentors, then I get the opportunity to pour back into other girls and, and young women. Wow. Well, thank you, girl. Thank you. It is important. <laughs> it is important. I tell you, it, that is to, to me one of the keys to success. If you look at anybody, 
who's successful, whether they're in the athletic space, whether they're in the business world, whether they're in the faith community, whatever. The ones that are the most successful have mentors. They have mentors. There are mentors who can help with your financial goals. If you, we, we, we talk to the girls and to the ladies as well that we work with, but if you are the smartest person in your circle, that is a problem. <laughs> that is a shown up problem. Uh-uh, that does not work. If you are the one that has all the answers all the time, now you yeah. might have some knowledge in one area, but if you are the one that everybody is looking to for answers, and you have nowhere to go to get answers for yourself, that is not good. And so I encourage people to evaluate. And for those that have children, again, be it males or females, surround your children with mentors, with people that they can learn from. Because the reality is the kids won't always feel comfortable. I mean, even for those that have the best relationship, with their children, there comes a season and a time where they may, you know, just want to get advice from someone else. I know personally, not only being a parent, but from as a young person who was raised by a single mother, I have found in my older age, my mother is by far one of the wisest people that I know. I did not know it. I did not appreciate it when I was a teenager who was lost her mind, <laughs> but making sure that you are intentional about surrounding yourself and your children with like-minded people, with people who, again, are going to stretch them to greatness, who are going to encourage and support them, who are going to guide and direct them is, is key. So I do have one other thing, Audra, that I want to touch up on. There is so much, and I'm so excited that you're going to be a regular co-host uh, host here on A Crisis Perspective because, again, there are so many different things that we can dive deep into. And so I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to sharing some of the letters and inquiries that people have sent in, some anonymously, some, you know, purposely want to be able to read those and I want to actually invite the listeners to write in if you have a dilemma, if you have what we call a diamond dilemma or something that you're struggling with or that you want advice on, send it in, send it in via email. You can post it or, or inbox us on our social media sites, but we're going to be sharing those in the weeks to come and in future episodes. But really quickly, Audra, before we close, I want to touch a little bit upon what you said about people suffering in silence. We use that term a lot and we see it a lot with the girls. And again, for those that don't know, it's, you know, when someone is just doing that, they look good on the outside from all appearances, things look well. They may not be at a place of feeling comfortable sharing their truth and, but secretly, secretly, they're struggling. What would you say to a lady, a leader, or a little girl who's tuned in today who has worked hard to have it all together, <laughs> to come and to, you know, to, to show up and to, to shine, but when she looks in the mirror, when she lays her head down to sleep at night, 
she knows because everywhere she is, everywhere she goes, there she is. She mm-hmm. knows secretly she is suffering in silence. She's got something that she's struggling with and the enemy has allowed her to isolate that area of her life. What words of encouragement or advice would you give to any lady leader or little girl who's actually suffering in silence? The advice that I would give, first of all, at some point in our lives, we've all suffered in silence. The main advice that I would give from being a person who has suffered in silence before is that, first of all, you have to acknowledge and own your truth about the subject matter and not be in denial. The second thing is you have to use your voice. And when you use your voice, you will begin to see that God has already set up lifelines all around you. Your lifelines are already there and they're on point and they're on duty waiting for you to open your mouth. And so if you're suffering in silence, what's going to happen is that ultimately you are going to fall. You're going to fall into a depressed state. And there is a difference between being depressed and going into depression. That's what you don't want to happen. So I would advise the ladies, the little girls, the leaders, I would advise them to use their voice. I agree. You couldn't have said it better. There is no shame. Find a safe space. Find a safe person. Someone who is going to encourage you and support you. And you know who those people are. And you know who those people aren't. But seek out help. And and let me also say this as well, especially for a segment of the population who tends to think that counseling is taboo. There are professionals out here. There are professional counselors and psychologists and psychiatrists who are available. There are doctors and, and specialists who can help no matter what it is that you're struggling with. And so if there's anybody listening, as Audra said, use your voice. God has given you a voice and he's created you for an incredible divine destiny. And so you no longer have to suffer in silence. Take advantage of the resources that are in close proximity to you. Uh, Seek them out so that you can be everything that God has created you to be. So in closing, Audra, for this segment and this episode only, because like I said, we could go down a lot of different paths and I'm looking forward to doing it uh, and and having more and more conversations in future episodes. But as we close, do you have any final words for our listeners today? My final words would be use your village. There is a village all around you. It's in your face. And a lot of times you have to get rid of your pride. And the Bible says that pride comes before a fall. You have to humble yourself. The help is already around you. God has already surrounded you with a village. But the village don't know that you need help unless you say so. Use the mentors that are in your community. There are a lot, lots of mentoring programs around you. Like Dr. Nicole said, if you're not in Georgia, If you're not near Diamond in the Rough, there are all types of organizations across this country that you can utilize, but you have to first recognize that and open your mouth and own the truth, and there's nothing wrong with needing help because no man is an island, and we all have different seasons in our lives where we have to take advantage of the help that God has placed around us. 
And we have an amazing village around us, and we have to use the resources that come our way and just open our mouth, own our truth, and use our voice. That's right. That's right. So, ladies, if you're tuning in, lit today, if you have been suffering in silence, let this be the last day. And we would love to hear how you are coming out, how you are changing things, how you are using your voice. We want to hear how this episode of A Priceless Perspective has impacted your life. As mentioned, Stay tuned for future episodes where members of our Priceless Posse, Audra Mac included, will be weighing in and sharing practical tips, tools, and resources for you and for your family and for your friends. You can find us online at www.pricelessperspective.com where you can check out our previous episodes, our programs, and our products, or you can simply just join the conversation. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Real Nicole Steele. And you can also download our new app, which is called My Confidence Coach. It's a mobile app that's available in the Google Play and Apple Store. So you can stay connected and join our confident community. Again, I'd like to thank you, Audra Mack, for joining me once again, and I look forward to you uh, to further conversations in the coming weeks. I'd also like to extend a special thank you to our show producer, Ms. Nicole Bramwell of She Ventures LLC. I'm your confidence coach, Dr. Nicole Steele, and it has been real. As always, I challenge you to walk with confidence and shake off doubt, and remember, you weren't created to fit in, but you were designed to stand out. We'll see you next time on A Priceless Perspective. Dr. Steele helps ladies and leaders walk with confidence and shake off doubt while being reminded they weren't created to fit in, but designed to stand out. Do you have a product or service that you are interested in sharing with ladies, leaders, or little girls? If so, visit www.pricelessperspective. To learn about advertising opportunities or being featured on the Priceless Picks portion of our show. Thank you for tuning into a Priceless Perspective with Dr. Nicole Steele, the Confidence Coach. This Priceless Podcast has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough and Gym Makers LLC. For more information on this podcast, previous episodes, programs, or products, or to simply join the conversation, check us out online at www.pricelessperspective.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Real Nicole Steele and tell a friend.